Freelancer? Contractor? Employee? Who's the boss here? Let's talk terminology. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Hello, y'all. I am back. For those of you listening in real time, you know that I sort of disappeared for a little bit. For those of you not listening in real time, you probably don't know (laughs) that I disappeared for a little bit. Anyway, I had to, uh, let me back up a tiny bit. When I record this podcast, I do it kind of in, in, in real time almost. I, I, each Monday morning I sit down and I record my podcast for the week and it's maybe not the most effective or productive way of doing things. Everyone would say to batch them and whatnot. But I really kind of like the feeling of sitting down and doing this every week. It makes it feel a lot more like a conversation, which is what I'm after here. Um, and, it, and it all works, you know, that's all well and good until I can't. <laughs> until I get sick and lose my voice. So um, this brief hiatus from which we are returning, um, we can thank the dust clouds of the Saharan Desert and the trade winds across the Atlantic for the lovely sinus infection that I had for like a long time that kind of knocked me out and made me not have a voice for like a week, which is always kind of a weird experience. But anyway, that is neither here nor there. I have returned and I'm so happy to be talking to you again today. Um, I'm sitting here in my little podcast studio. Oh, and the other good news <laughs> Not that anybody cares, but I found my headphones. It's not so much that I found, well, it's some of my other headphones um, that are really helpful for editing the show. They, they, uh, I would say they broke, but that makes it sound like it was their fault. Really, it was, we can thank our young intern, Colin, who took them apart, basically, and like ripped a bunch of the wiring, which means... You know, there's a lot that I can fix, but when it comes to anything that has to do with wires, unless it's building a trellis for my Hoyas, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So anyway, I knew I had another set of headphones, like nice headphones, good enough for editing audio, but I couldn't find them. It turns out my nine-year-old had run off with them. Actually, I probably gave them to him thinking I didn't need them anymore. (sighs) The joys and lessons of motherhood. Anyway, today we are going to talk terminology. It's a little bit of a different kind of show today because um, I think it's going to be pretty short. But this, my idea for this episode came about when I noticed there was a lack of clarity out there about what we call ourselves and are we employees are we contractors? Who's the client? Do we call them clients? Are they customers? Are they the boss? Am I the boss? Who's the boss? So I just wanted to talk a little bit about roles and clarifying terminology. This is not super high level stuff. This is like kind of more beginnerish, um, but maybe you'll hang with me. Anyway, so um, freelancer versus contractor versus employee. What is the difference? Um, the big difference, well, how do I want to put this? You can be an employee or you can be a contractor. And I don't mean contractor like the guy with the hammer who builds your house, although that, that is another type of contractor and that position is a contract position. Um, 
a contractor is someone who is not an employee but is working for a company. So they do this on a contract basis, which means when somebody hires you as a full-time employee, unless it's specified as, as a temporal or something like that, you're basically going to be employed there until somebody, whether it's you or the company, says, hey, you don't work here anymore. Um, whereas with a contract, sorry, with a contractor, with a contractor, um, it's it tends to be, not always, but usually it's more about a specific project and there is a scope that's defined, um, which usually comes down to a period of time. And so you might, for all intents and purposes, look like an employee. Maybe you have an office, maybe you have a desk that you go to, maybe you, um, you know, you have to show up at eight and you leave at five, just like all the other employees, but you're only there for a set amount of time, or you're only there to work on this specific project. And then once the project wraps, then you're done. That's a contractor. You're not there ostensibly forever. You're just there until the agreed upon time at which you are not there anymore. <laughs> and that time is usually agreed upon when you start, as opposed to when you're an employee and they're like, oh, we like you. Please come work with us. You can stay here forever. In theory, although we all know that that's not always what happens these days. Um, okay, so contractor versus employee. That's what it is. So when you're a um, an employee, you have a boss. When you're a contractor, you don't really have a boss, although you probably have a project manager or a supervisor or somebody like that who you report to and who in many ways might act like a boss. And it might be easier just in shorthand to refer to them as boss. Now, if you're a contractor copywriter, that seems kind of fishy to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, we may be looking at um, are you an employee or are you a freelancer kind of distinctions. Um, I'm not super, super up on what exactly makes a contractor versus an employee if you're working like on a project, because that's not something I've ever done. Um, I know people who have been contractors in other types of roles, data analysis and stuff like that. Um, when you are a freelancer, you may have a similar ongoing relationship to this person you're working with, you know, or this organization that you're working with. But as a freelancer, you are ostensibly, you should not quote unquote, look like an employee. Um, if you're working with a, you know, a business or a person who wants you to show up at a specific time, be in a specific place, with specific availability and to be able to direct you from day to day. Um, that's, that's when we're getting into employee territory and they may be like breaking IRS. Is it law or regulation? They may be breaking IRS rules about employment versus contractor status. Um, Generally speaking, when you're an employee, you have a boss. When you are a contractor or a freelancer, you are the boss. So there's not a huge difference between freelancer 
and contractor. Arguably, I don't think there is a difference. Depending on where you're working and what your work is, it may look different, but you're, you're a contractor or you're an employee. You are a freelancer or you're an employee, right? So the contractor who builds houses, he's like a freelance house builder, right? Or he could go work for the developer who is building that neighborhood down the street, um, in which case, I, you know, I don't know if they're salaried, but in theory, they, they could be hired by a developer or they could be a freelance service provider with the service being, you know, build a house, build a deck, build a thing that they're building. When you're a freelancer, you are the boss. Now, that doesn't mean that you get to boss your um, clients around. Um, it just means that you are in charge of when and how and where you do your work. As long as you hit the milestones and produce the deliverables and send the reporting and all of that stuff, you have a lot of autonomy. And you refer to the people you're working with, the ones who are paying you anyway, you refer to them as your clients. They are not your boss and they are not your customer. If it feels like they are your boss, you need to take a look at this arrangement that you have um, and see what needs to change because your freelance clients, they should not feel like your boss. Um, if they do feel like a boss, then you may, again, be venturing into breaking IRS rules, which doesn't really end well <laughs> when you do that. Although you might not be the one getting in trouble. Um, but again, I've never lived through that. And I don't actually know anyone who's been through that process. So I don't know what that looks like when it all plays out to the dirty, dirty end. The painful end. Anyway, the people who hire you for your freelance writing services, they are your clients. They are not your customers. Um, I mean, you could call them your customers, especially if you have set up your business so that you have like a productized service, if that makes sense. Um, and that's kind of a high level concept. But um, people who buy your stuff off the shelf, they are your customers. People who buy your actual service, they are your clients. If you are working with them or you are working for them, they're your clients. If you put together a product that they purchase, like if I put together a bunch of social media templates, which like everyone else on earth has done, so why haven't I done it? Um, people who buy that packet of templates are my customers. I could call them my clients, especially if there's like ongoing Q&A and stuff like that. Um, they could be my clients. Oh, there's my clock. Um, but really they're customers as opposed to people who I'm, I'm working with directly and we are having conversations and we're exchanging lots of emails about this project we're working on. They are clients. So that's kind of, oh, and let's say, um, what do we call them before they become our clients. There are two main term terms that you'll hear. You'll hear the word prospects and you'll hear the word leads. And leads and prospects, depending on who you ask, they're basically the same thing. They kind of are the same thing. Now, some people might make the distinction between um, a lead is anyone who has shown any kind of interest and a prospect is someone who has um, like entered the conversation with you. Maybe a prospect is someone you've sent a proposal to or someone who 
has responded to your cold email outreach and you're you're having some some dialogue they may be like quote unquote upgraded to prospect removed out of lead status into prospect status to me they're all kind of one and the same to a lot of people they're all kind of one and the same um, so a lead or a prospect is a prospective client there's someone who may become your client uh, someone who has shown at least a pinch of interest, you know, a modicum of interest is what I was going to say. And then I thought we don't need to use big words. And then I thought I'm a big words kind of person. So <laughs> that's what my internal monologue sounds like, by the way. Anyway, so a lead is someone who has shown some interest in hiring you. Um, a prospect is someone who has shown an, some interest in hiring you. You can also say, a lead is someone you have identified to approach about working with you. So a, a lead or a prospect is someone you are sending a pitch to. You are sending an email to. You are, I don't know, um, you signed up for this networking event and every other person in the room is theoretically a lead um, because you have identified them as people you want to have sales conversations with. And I just said that scary term sales conversation. Don't freak out. Sales conversation is just having a conversation with someone about your services, which may or may not end with you selling your services or in other words, which may or may not end with them hiring you for your services. That's that's what a sales conversation is. Um, and you don't have to freak out about it <laughs> if you're freaking out about it. Okay, so we've talked about leads and prospects. We've talked about clients, customers, and bosses or employers. Um, we've talked about being a freelancer versus being a contractor versus being an, an employee. And I hope that this conversation gives you a better feel for how to refer to yourself and how to think of yourself and gives you a deeper understanding of the conversation that is going on all around you about this wonderful world of remote work. Although this isn't really a remote work podcast. Um, but those are all terms that will help you as you navigate the remote work territory, which is something that we do as freelancers. All right, if you have any questions, I invite you to ask them. And the best way to do that is to come into my Facebook group. It's called the Inkwell Guild. And again, it's on Facebook. So you can hop over to the platform of the Book of Faces and search for the Inkwell Guild. Or you can just go to this handy URL, theinkwellguild.com, and that will take you straight over to the group, answer the questions, we'll let you in, and then you can ask your own questions, participate in our threads. Um, we do polls, we do like post a GIF of what your weekend plans are and we do feedback threads and we share our wins and we do, you know, cool stuff. I want you to participate um, and feel like this is a group where you can plug in and get the support that you need and find the community that you want um, and we can all just sort of hang out. Okay, I look forward to seeing you there and talk to you next week. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and 
advanced new <laughs> freelance writers who want to get started with high paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.